www.hackfreemusic.com. Hello and welcome to the Hack Inc. podcast. My name is Neil McGillacool and I'm coming to you from a very wet, windy, overcast Dublin. We really haven't had any sunshine since last September, I'm thinking, but hopefully things will change. And hopefully coming from a much sunnier part of the world, in Hollywood, California, we have Joni Phillips. Joni, how's it going? Hello. I don't know if I'm being video recorded also. No, no, we're just going to be using the way the wave okay. always helps. I'm uh, waving. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, how would you like, like to refer to yourself in terms of career terms? I feel like saying stuff like, you know, director, animator, you know, doesn't sum it up a lot of the time. Like, is there any one kind of word, term you'd like to kind of use to sell yourself? Kind of? I've, I've never been good at figuring that out, but I think I, I like, I like just, I don't know, like, I, I just say I make stuff a lot. But I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't like know exactly what I am. I think I just like to do everything, so it's like kind of just oh, like filmmaker, I guess. Yeah, you know, filmmaker. Like that <laughs> cartoon person, maybe. Cartoon person. Yeah, we we like to use the term hack around here. But, what? Um, hack. 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 Yeah, like basically like a hack. H a c k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as in like Butch Hartman is a hack who I despise. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's oh, we're gonna the editor's gonna have a long <laughs> night tonight. Maybe it's gonna be. A... <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I uh, like Butch Hartman. We're, we're, we're like two minutes and five seconds into the recording, and we've got we're already name dropping the the crew. Um, Wait, please okay, take like a is... shot at home for every reference that's made. I'm just looking up. Is hack like a Scottish slang? Okay. Wait, okay. Yeah, it's just have different terms that we're talking about to get different. What is what is a glacket a glacket mean in Scottish? <laughs> it means means like you look stupid. Okay. <laughs> Dictionary of the Scots language. Let's see. Let's see. I'm not even gonna ask you. I'm just gonna look up myself right now. Well, I'm Irish, so I'm I'm not I'm not too up to date with the Scottish slang and stuff. <laughs> A portion cut, a slice, a chunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Colloquially, it can, can be referred to, like, we've had maybe in colleges different experiences where former graduates weren't in the good graces of, like, the lecturers. So they would just say, that guy's a hack, you know. He went <laughs> off, you know, you'd hear about some some person who graduated and, like, you know, won a load of awards and the lecturers would be like, oh, they're a hack. They don't know anything, you know. So it's kind of like, <laughs> we're trying to like, put a better spin on it and say, yeah, hack. Someone who's just kind of... Okay. Trying things okay. out, you know. I don't know if it's going to catch on, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> One day, cool. Urban Dictionary will say something about it, and it'll be. Yeah. I'm really excited for the day that someone calls me like a hack in a very like mean way. That's something I'm very excited about. <laughs> do you have like, like a response ready? Is that do you have a cotton? Not like... really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. my brain tells me all the time. So I'm just probably going to agree. I guess. Yeah. 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 Jesus Christ, yeah. So you have a like a, a pretty solid history behind you um, in terms of short making and all different types of stuff. Um, uh, we have Rachel and her grandfather. For those for those of you who don't know, uh, <laughs> we have Rachel. <laughs> for those of you out there, yeah, no, we have Rachel and her grandfather control the island, uh, mm-hmm. which is a project with Federator. Uh, we have mm-hmm. one of my personal favorites, the, the Stilton series. Oh, um, yeah. The way adventures of Stilton, and then I suppose the big one recently has been the final exit of the Disciples of Ascension. So, yeah. um, 
when did you wrap that up? It's gone up to nine recently, but uh, how long has it been since the kind of final cut of that was? So I started working on it as soon as I finished my second year film at Kellars, which is Goodbye Paper Party. And then, so like I started pretty much like like the day I finished that one, I started working on Essentia. So it was like, I think like literally two years, like okay. start to finish that I worked on it. Because I wrote it, I wrote it for about a year, and then I animated it for about a year. So. And was yeah. it like a fairly when you like locked down the animatic? Was it like a fairly I'm not going to say easy course, but like it kind of went to plan, or was it kind of a hectic production? Like did things, did issues pop up along the way? Like. Well, I'm really thankful that I did Goodbye Pepper Party first because I think right. that made it like it gave me a lot of context, I guess, for mm. knowing like the the whole process of like making something longer. So I kind of just approached it. Cause I had a lot of people helping me on, on the yeah. one. So it was like, I approached it kind of like just what I did on that one, but on a bigger scale, I guess. Mm. So I don't know. It was like, it was like really stressful, but it was also kind of, it went along pretty easy. Cause it was just like yeah. intuitive mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's a positive. Do you think your kind of philosophy towards like the more you make films, the kind of how you think about them has changed drastically? Like maybe compared to first year and cat arts and stuff, do you think there's like a a main kind of different way you think about the project? Or I think mostly it's like I've stopped like I've stopped overthinking things. Yeah, yeah. Like my first one, I think I overthought too much, and I thought about like trying to like make it super like. Like, I don't know, I just, I just, like, thought too much about the process and, like, the everything about it. And, like, I took too much, like, advice from people who didn't know what I was trying to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, when I got to Goodbye Fever Party, for instance, that was just, like, me doing whatever I wanted, really. <laughs> and, not, and, like, yeah. I took, like, I took like crit- critique from people and stuff, but I didn't, like, let it define too much about what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know? And then with yeah. Essentia, it was, like, really informed by a lot of different people, like, on purpose. So it was, like, I don't know, yeah, it's, like, all kind of... It's kind of hard to kind of hard to define a little bit, but no, yeah. I, I kind of think uh, like I understand what you're talking about. There's such, it's really important to be able to like hear other people's criticisms and advice, but not like mm-hmm. turn it into like yourself yeah. being pulled in like ten different directions to like make films that aren't the films that you want to make. Yeah, you know, that's like other people, even if it's like well intentioned, kind of just their vision of what you're making isn't the same. You know, like it's totally is that kind of what you're? Yeah, like I think. Cause I, yeah, it would just like it would just kind of keep me from actually going and doing, which is I think the most important thing I guess mm-hmm. in filmmaking is just do it because like mm-hmm. if you don't, it's not gonna happen. I guess I don't know. Like, yeah, no, I, I, sounds I, very I, basic, but it's like <laughs> no, but it's really true. It's, I've like I I was educated here in Ireland, um, and in one of our we we have a really like animation culture over here, but mm-hmm. um, it was a real kind of. Just the happened to me, like the kind of group I was in, the way our education staff kind of were pushing it was that like it was a four year degree, and mm-hmm. the only the first film most people made was their fourth year film, their final film, and mm-hmm. it was like it was really discouraged for people to make films before that. It was like if yeah. you had a really good idea in first year or second year, it would be like save that, save it for the big one, save it for the yeah. You know, it was so this dumb. kind of <laughs> yeah, it's such a terrible way of going about things, you know. It was like yeah. it was like this That's kind how- of. Yeah, that's like the main reason why I wanted to go to CalArts was mostly because the curriculum was like make a film every year, 
and I yeah. couldn't find that really anywhere else when I was like yeah. in schools. Like it was like really like hard to find like a program that was like mostly just about doing things instead of like planning <laughs> to do it. Yeah, you know? the planning parts. But is that um? I'm not, forgive me, I'm not, I'm not like too familiar with how the States thing works, but like if you're applying for an animation course, do they give you like a really detailed idea of this is what you're going to be doing this year before you apply? You know, is it that kind of? Kind of. It was like, it's also been a while since I, <laughs> since I was. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's kind of just like I graduated high school. No, actually, no, it was like in my senior year of high school, my like okay. last year of high school. It was like, I, it just, you look for, you look for, colleges and stuff so i yeah like i think actually yeah i got like i had a really crazy senior year where i like both got into cal arts and then also got my pilot at frederator greenlit at the same time yeah. and i was like 18 so it was like it was like very like but i don't remember i don't remember it very well i guess <laughs> like yeah it's all like it's like all kind of chaotic because also i wasn't like i only applied to like three schools and i got mm -hmm. into the, all of them which I guess like in here is pretty abnormal, at least in the in like the kind of culture that I was in, which was like overachieving art school kids mm -hmm. in high school, like because I went to an arts high school also. So I don't know. I like kind of was like I just want to go to Cal Arts. I don't want to go anywhere else. So I just yeah, kind of just. And you're in the you're in the uh, experimental program. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Is that like uh, that was like intentional? I'm guessing that was is that like from the get-go what you wanted to focus on more or were you just like I'll give this a go or was it kind of as opposed to I character think, animation yeah like I there was like until I was like 16 I wanted to go into character animation but then I went to this like the summer program that was run by my friend Lori Damiano when I was 16 and she was an alum of experimental animation and so were like all the faculty at that program too and like I got really like exposed to like a lot of different like a lot of really like insane animation that I wouldn't have seen otherwise and also like learned about the program what it actually was and stuff um and I was like kind of I kind of got like super obsessed with like the idea of like of like doing what I wanted to do already but like kind of and like I don't know like yeah I got like really just experimenting and doing crazy stuff I guess <laughs> yeah yeah like, it's mostly just because I had like really cool teachers, really like <laughs> yeah. when I was in high school. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I think uh, the culture of the place you're in is so important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in terms of like a like a studio culture, in terms of knowing what the intentions of the lecturers are and what your colleagues are, can be like a real help. And it sounds like that was like a really solid place to kind of grow yeah. as an artist. Yeah, it was like it. It was mostly like just like having exposure to stuff was mm. what really did it i think because like i think just like when you're a kid it's like it's hard to it's hard to like find stuff on your own you know and it's hard yeah. to yeah like it's hard to know what's actually out there and what's available mm. but that program really like um like made all of it accessible and, like, yeah. I, and when I, like they had you make a film there and stuff so i like made a film that was like multi-plane animation and also like stop motion and like also mm. traditional animation and like registered cutouts and i looked back on it and it was actually like pretty much exactly what i'm doing now yeah just like really like like primal kind of yeah um, yeah yeah, no, like, that's, yeah yeah and were there any like um like films or artists you're exposed to as well and that that like really left an influence that you didn't oh, know about before yeah. 
um amy lockhart is a huge one mm-hmm. yeah um, she i think she's from canada she i think she's a she's a, a faculty member at um fucking oh god i'm oh, sorry uh sheridan was it? Oh. no not sheridan it's like um oh my god depaul she's a, a faculty DePaul. member at depaul university right now um she works primarily in cutout animation okay um and when I first saw that, I like lost my like absolute mind. I like, was like so so into it because I my kind of foundation in animation was I was doing Lego movies for like a really long time. Mm. So I was like making Lego stop motions in, in my in my room for since I was like ten years old to when I was like fourteen, and I like really loved like I don't know. So I guess like the idea of like doing stop motion with drawings was really interesting to me mm. and really excited to me. And then like. I don't know if you've seen like Walk for Walk by her. It was like a very, it's like her biggest film, I think. Like it's like 10 minutes long and it's just like a bunch mm. of like crazy characters like walking around and stuff. But it was like all cut out and it was all like, oh, it was, yeah, it just kind of like made me like really get excited about doing like physical media and like the yeah. texture and like having like an actual camera capturing things mm. and like. And then I think like that was a huge inspiration on Stilton also. When me and Victoria Vincent started making Stilton, we were looking at that uh, at Amy Lockhart's work, and then also um, this film by Yano Yano Poldma called Birthday. Birthday. Um, I don't know. I don't. Know, it's like I don't know. If that, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he's like I think from Estonia. He like worked with Prit Parn a lot. If you know Prit Parn. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so oh yeah, and then Creep Parn is also a huge inspiration, also that I learned about in that program as well. Yeah, like <laughs> just kind of like seeing a bunch of like really like just like stuff that like isn't like anything you see as like a, an American animation consumer, you know? <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like when you grow up and the only thing you watch is like Adventure Time and Gravity Falls and like, right. yeah, <laughs> <you know>? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, he made this film called To See or Not to See. Which is like all cutouts. It's like it's like really crazy. He made it for the NFB in Canada. Canada. Oh, yeah. Thank God for the NFB. I don't know how to say his name, but it's Brett. Brett. It's Bretislav po, Poyar, I think. Oh yeah, Bretislav Poyar. Yeah. 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 Check us. Check it. I can't say it. I can't say the word. But yeah, like. Yeah, his work is crazy, and made like really, especially recently. I've been like watching his work constantly and just like getting really into like the technical aspect of it because it's like mm. so interesting. Is there much information available to kind of hunt down how they they did these things? You know, or do you just well, I mean, figure out? At this point, it's like having experience just working with traditional media and stuff. I feel mm. like it's pretty easy to pinpoint how he's doing it. It's just yeah. that there's so much skill involved that it's like, yeah. <laughs> like it's just crazy. So I'm just yeah. like studying, like, cause like you can tell like where the joints are of his puppets and stuff, and you can tell like what he's technically doing. But there's just so much like like detail and effort going into every single frame. Oh my god! I'll send you a link to it. Yeah, please do, and we'll add those to the notes if anyone wants yeah. to watch it for themselves. Yeah, I, I completely appreciate what you're saying there. Like we we had a, a few wonderful people. Shout out to Steve Woods, previous guest, but uh, you know, kind of older folks that have been around the block, but like had collected years and years and years of mm-hmm. like independent kind of foreign animated shorts and different styles, and we're just kind of 
they still have that passion. They wanted to show you what animation could be, stand animation mm -hmm. and pixelation, you know, this whole kind of different world that a lot of people don't think of when they get into an animation course, you know, and mm -hmm. it's just, there's so much, such a wealth of stuff to draw on from there. Like, you know, yeah, it's, totally. it's yeah. really crazy. It's insane. It's, uh, so when you made a step back just a wee second, how, not to boil a sense you down to it being a 45 minute film, but was that a goal or was that just what you felt was best for the story or did it start off as something much shorter that kind of felt necessary to grow? So I think initially I had like three different ideas that turned into it. So it was mm -hmm. like, I had the idea for like Essentia's like, like first part of the story where she like gets abducted and stuff based on like this, like, um, this story I read online called like, it's like, is this guy's like, uh, like abduction story. It's like weird memoir. It's called like the, the Thaya Uba prophecy. And it's like, he like gets abducted by aliens and like he, yeah. go, and like, they like tell him that like the pyramids are, are like telepathic communicators and stuff. And like, they're like, I, I got really, <laughs> got really into it. And like, I basically just wrote Essentia's story to be really parallel like that guys i guess <laughs> based on what i read and like i actually i yeah like he has like this drawing of like aliens on his website that he met and i like freehandly freehandedly like just sketched it based on what what, what the weird drawing he had was and that kind of ended up being the like the design of the aliens in it okay. and then like uh, and then I had another idea because I was getting really into Heaven's Gate also at the same time. I was thinking the... there were such Heaven's Gate vibes from yeah. it. I was meaning to ask you. That's, totally, yeah. yeah. I got really, really into Heaven, Heaven's Gate's like, beliefs and stuff like mm. around the same time as I was finding, as I was writing Ascension's story. So then I started like thinking about, like I got, I was like watching all like the initiation tapes and stuff and I got yeah. really like sucked into it and I like had to like really distance myself from it because yeah. it was like, I kind of started to believe it and I found like my, I found myself like really like sympathizing with the cult members because there's these videos of them talking to the camera um, and like saying like how they feel about, about like, about like going to the next level, which is like, which meant they were going to kill themselves. And they're like all super at peace about, it. they all seem like super rational about it. Yeah. And I like started like thinking about how, my immediate instinct was to like believe what the guy was saying because of my religious background, I guess. So mm -hmm. it was like, like I, 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 I've been used to kind of like think like just kind of accepting things, I guess. Mm. And I started thinking about if I were alive back then and I had been like, you know, like I didn't have the internet right. And I just came across this. I felt like I yeah. would have been someone who would have been really prone to joining it. Um, which was like a really like, <laughs> Easy, like kind of like thought to have because it was like because of like all like the and then like like you would s scroll down to the youtube comments people would be like these people are fucking stupid yeah yeah i felt like it just kept, that kind of culminated into, into that also and then there was like another thing that i didn't go about i think separately for a while which was like i wanted to tell a story about two people falling in love in a in a cult and that was something else that i just been thinking about for like a year before that i don't yeah. know why it was kind of something i kept going back to so eventually it just kind of all culminated into and then also at the same time i was figuring out my like wasteland idea which was like that i want all my films to like interconnect and like the in the themes and everything 
So it's like it was kind of like everything at once, kind of just smashed into one big ball. <laughs> and like, and then I also had my friend Jenna and in uh, Jenna Caravallo and uh, in Michelle Hutt, Hutt. and like uh, sorry in Michelle Huh, and then they both I like both I wanted them both to like help me write it because they had both been really like amazing and supportive with Good My Fair Party, especially Jenna yeah. who like kind of saved it at one point where it was like. <laughs> Cause like I was like having a lot of trouble with the ending and she like really helped me like kind of boil down what I like wanted to say and stuff. Mm. So I felt like she was really good at like, at helping me like externalize what I was thinking into like yeah. words. And then like also in had been like, I, I think she was like the first person that I talked to about the idea at all. Like, cause she was just randomly there and then like we started like <laughs> hanging out a lot. So I was like, and she yeah. like her and like, I wanted to base the main character off of her a little bit. And then, like, yeah, so it kind of all just culminated into, like, a big old ball. And then I, like, slowly figured out my whole process and everything with it. And, it, yeah. yeah. No, that's <laughs> wonderful. I, yeah, I really understand what you're saying there about the, the Heaven's Gate thing. I, mm-hmm. about a year ago, listened, there's a really well-produced 10-episode podcast series about the, the cult online. I literally found that as soon as I finished, like, the animatic for Essentia. Like, yeah. I, and I got lost my mind because it was, like, <laughs> it was, like, literally everything I wanted to say. Like, yeah. but just he just says it. And it's yeah. so, like, it's so perfect. And he's so, like, concise about it. And I'm, like, I had to, like, I, I'm not telling this, like, fucking, like, in, like, sprawling story that, like, makes no sense all because I just want to explain a feeling that I'm having. Yeah. But he just literally just said it. He just knows yeah, how to just perfectly. say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, it made yeah. it just, I was just, like, because I had, like, spent a whole year writing it, and I was like, oh, fuck, it's gonna, it's gonna, like, actually, like, emotionally convey what I want to convey, and then, like, I, I listened to that, and he's just like, so, <laughs> he just says it. <laughs> yeah. It just drove me crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it's too, it's like, the, the emphasis in that podcast, for those who don't know, it's hosted by a fella who was, he grew up in a cult, and, uh, you know, he brings that kind of perspective to it, and emphasizes mm-hmm. really heavily, like, the opposite of what you were saying there earlier, that, like, you know, Oh, these dumb people believe in aliens. Like you know, he was he was really trying to humanize and say, no, this is you know, yeah. you you could very easily be in this situation as well. And I think that's something your your film really achieves. You know, it's to emphasize and the kind of just the hum like it's just people looking for you know some answers in a community and yeah. some sort of sense of belonging. You know, and it's not and it totally. is like at, at that podcast. The thing that really got me about it, like it's like you're saying to the tapes of them all checking out. And, yeah. and them signing out and leaving like you know notes saying like you know oh see you in the next one guys you know and stuff it was just so kind of and like the way that members that weren't involved kind of members that were more towards the periphery that didn't go with the main group that they in the weeks and months afterwards then after giving interviews and talking about the cult and kind of you know trying to give it a better PR record then joined in and, and killed themselves ritualistically as well yeah. like it was that feeling, I think, anyway, you achieved in that film getting it across. It is such a particular type of, I, I can't even put words on it. Like it's just so yeah. interesting yeah. and horrific That's and really beautiful. And just before about it's, um, the people, it's a whole lot of things together. You know, different. people are in Calarts yeah. that you kind of were, were helping solve each other's problems. Like, mm-hmm. do you find the kind of culture there that people are? very open does it depend on the person are people kind of really protective some people of their ideas they just don't want to talk about it or is it just encouraged to kind of be like hey you know throw things out with other people to see if things work you know i just i think i personally just like collaborating with friends so like <laughs> it just kind of like i would find people that um 
that one I just got along with, you know? And then also I liked what they were doing creatively. And like, it, it, like I was, I was pretty selective about who I hung out with at school. I think I was like, <laughs> pretty like, I don't know. I was, I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not like, I don't feel like I was like cold or anything, but I feel like I was very like, like not trying to socialize that much because I was right. just working most of the time. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know. Like all my friends were like really hardcore friends, I guess. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think they probably. I think I feel like there is a culture there of like of, of like not collaboration really, but like people like you just talk to people about your ideas and stuff. And like, there is like film workshops and stuff every year, so like you'd have to talk to people about it mostly. I just kind of over time, I just kind of because like I was forced to have a film workshop anyway. I just kind of like after a while just started to want to like seek out like critique and advice from people who I like really like who I felt like understood what I was doing you know yeah because like I think after a while of like a lot of my teachers not like understanding what I was doing (laughs) like a lot of like my like classmates not really understanding what I was doing to some extent or like not being able to like like speak to it very well Mm. or something I felt like I think I just started to like look all around the school and like look outside of my year and like look outside of my department for people who I kind of related to more, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's like really important as well to be not like in a mean way or like but just be like, hey, may this film mate and be for this person. You know, like what we want to achieve mm-hmm. out of what we're doing, there's different goals here, you know, and like that's yeah. okay. But just to maybe understand when you're talking to someone that if they don't like it, maybe they want they would personally like something that you don't want to do. So like their advice yeah. and stuff to be taken in a different, you know, light. I think that um, I find it really personally inspiring just with your with your films and with your work. It, it did shine through that attitude of um, getting things done, learning from it, you know, trying to do something. And then when it's done, it's done. You know, as I yeah. said, the kind of culture that we were in, it was very much like even the idea of like the kind of Callert's 40 hour film thing. I was just like, mm-hmm. my, I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, it's just like, but but that's not uh, Disney Renaissance animation, you yeah. know, just like, okay, you know, that's not uh, yeah. like, you know, like, and, like, and it seems now just like such silly stuff, but like for the first year to college, like that was the way it's like, did you know Glenn Keane drew every muscle in the body, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, that's a stack kind of stuff, yeah. that's just like, oh, what, you know, it's just like, let me tell you about a guy called. Richard Williams, you know, it's just like that kind of crack. And I think, like, did you have a summer experience that kind of way at the start at least? Or? Uh, not, well, I did like, I had my own phase of it because I was like homeschooled for like most of my mm-hmm. life until like my junior year of high school, which is like the second to last year. And like, um, I got really into Richard Williams and really into like all the like the fuckers, you know, all the like yeah. the stupid bitches who like <laughs> don't deserve all the praise they get because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry to be so controversial, but hate all those people. It's not said enough. It really isn't. So (laughs) yeah, like I just I started like really studying like all of that stuff when I was like really young, and I think like and also then going to like the program that I went to for that summer school that was like really eye opening, where like it got me out of like thinking that way. I guess like it really like went like oh look look look, and after like doing it for so long already, I think I just kind of like was ready to let it all go, kind of, because I was like, <laughs> Did you have I a hate term? this shit. Maybe like, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know, but yeah, like, because I was in experimental animation at CalArts, so it was, like, not super, like, it wasn't very much rooted in any, like, princi- like principles of animation, but, like, a lot of, like, stupid-ass, like, animation classes I took in high school that were not that one program I talked about were very much, like, rooted in Richard Williams is God, and everything <laughs> he says is gold, and it's, like, and, like yeah. I don't know, like, and I do, I do see some, like, merit, obviously, in, like, what like he talks about or whatever like i still like use like squash and stretch or whatever or i still use like whatever the fuck like all the like (laughs) like i don't know like there's like there's like things to take away but i just feel like they they get so like pound down your throat and like it has to be like like it has to be like really like fleshed out to be good or whatever but it's like you can also use those techniques in a way that's like kind of subverting them at the same time i don't know it's, <laughs> like it's hard to, it's hard to collect my thoughts right now about it but are, like, are you are you saying that you don't like fuck your headphones out the window anytime you're animating you don't like violently scream like you know i'm not <laughs> listening to anything i'm gonna listen to jazz i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm yeah, like i've got so many times that i hear it was just kind of like do you know richard williams said headphones <sighs> no you know. dude i listen to music constantly when i'm animating it's the only way i can animate because like yeah. I like I, I just go into like a like a crazy like 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 uh, like I like I zone out for like hours. And I just like <laughs> I just like work. So I like have I like like loud music blasting in my ears so no one like distracts me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Like it's 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 one of those things I think is an issue over here. Like uh, does it lead to burnout culture? Does it lead? I'm not saying about your particular incidents, but like I noticed at least from a lot of schools in Ireland and the UK and Europe and stuff, that, like, the first year or two, they're very much, they're all about the kind of quotes on the wall. It's like, did you know Miyazaki didn't <laughs> leave Studio Ghibli for, like, 48 days when he was putting, you know, this kind of, like, really, like, they're not really talking about, like, the, the end output that kind of is talking about, like, you know, the vague illusion. There's always, like, a rumour of, like, this guy graduated 10 years ago and he lived in a tent for six months, you know, like, it's just kind of, like, I don't say, like, how was the film? Like, how is like, you know, or, like, you know, what to do now? It's just kind of, like, this big kind of, work ethic that like mm-hmm. a, a work ethic is deeply important you know and a lot of this stuff but like this kind of weird fantasy yeah it's like worshipped in a really weird way yeah it's like, yeah. Really, like overblown like yeah i feel like work ethics like the only way you can get anything done really but it's like also like that extremism really isn't that important i feel like it's also just like i don't know i feel like i i kind of fall in i fall into doing that kind of thing maybe too much where because I, I just like but also I'm very like antisocial sometimes. I think so. Like, I don't. I don't have anything better to do. And also, when I was at school, I was just kind of like, I'm paying so much money. I just want to like, you know, <laughs> like, like yep. there's so much. Like, I'm gonna be in debt for the rest of my life. I might as well just like do insane shit and like work constantly. Because like, if I don't, I feel like I'll like waste all my time or something. But yeah. like, I think like it just it's like it's definitely like overrated. I think like, d- like overdoing it or like, I don't know. It just it's just all like. I also just feel like there's no right way to do it also. And there's mm-hmm. no, like, I just feel like animation processes should be a lot more personal. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, I feel like there's like a really like, cause it's also, I just feel like it's, it's cause it is an art form, you know, it is like a, it is like an emotive expression. So I feel like it should be specific to the person that's doing it instead of trying to like mimic it after like, after like a bunch of like dead people <laughs> yeah yeah you know, who, like lived <laughs> in, the really worked in the 20s yeah like, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Pe- like they had like different like they had like different the one they were like working in like a studio that like like fucking like 
I don't know. What's it called? What's the word I'm looking for? Oh my god. Oh my god. It's such an easy word. What am I forgetting? I don't know. I feel like he really fucked over all those animators. Yeah. What's the word? Like when people strike. Oh my god. What? What is? Okay. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. <laughs> is, that, Walt Disney. is that the people who were working in like Walt Disney Studios in the 20s or whatever were all like overworked. We're all like under horrible contracts. We're all like being oh exploited that's it Exploit, being exploited. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know why that was <laughs> yeah. yeah i just think there's like there there shouldn't be such a focus on trying to do do like do the same kind of work over and over also i guess mm. which is what a lot of animation school feels like when i like when i hear what my friends in character animation have to do for instance it's like it feels very much like trying to mimic like dead modes of working or like mm. I, don't know, I feel like there should be like because I, I do traditional animation but my approach is very modern you know yeah. and it's very like um based like it's all digital still like it's all like I'm capturing it digitally I'm working digitally but like it's mm. all the drawings are all physical um and on like the multiplane but it's like still like a modern way of doing that thing even though the like the way of doing it is kind of is rooted in old ways of doing it um like <laughs> so I don't know what I'm talking about. Wait, like, <laughs> so, like, I guess the the idea of, like, trying to keep alive, like, I don't know, like, but also I hate CG, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about at this point. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just ranting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting stuff. It's really, it's really, like, maybe to, like, bring you back to uh, uh, maybe more of a kind of focus point here um i was gonna <laughs> ask you. about like uh you know at least kind of coming up in ireland um i don't know if you know but like the land before time was made here uh oh really Bluthy, don bluthy boy he uh he, he came over <laughs> apparently i don't i don't want to cause any slander here but um yeah what's well, the irish animation he sucks though i hate that guy <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is there's a story here i've heard it like i want to just for legal reasons i say it didn't happen but Wink, wink. <laughs> it very much happened. Apparently, he started a studio in Dublin, and he thought, like, look at these fuckers, these Irish. You know, how do I earn their respect? He asked someone, like, you know, how do I, I get in a situation where they respect me? They think I'm some dumb American coming over, and someone told him, if you ride a horse in front of them, it'll like be a sign of respect. And so he was like, he took this really seriously. So Did he you like, ride a horse in front of them. He got a cowboy hat. And he got all the staff together, like out in like the studio, and he came up on a cowboy. He came up with like in a full outfit with the horse. And I think he got thrown off the horse. I've heard versions where he got thrown off the horse, and it was like a whole like thing, and no one was allowed to speak about it afterwards. But it was like supposed to be like a power move to show like you know he was down to the Irish people's level. You know he could do. <laughs> I, I've heard like five or six different versions from different people who were there at the time. So I think something along those lines may have happened. I don't know to what extent. But um, <laughs> yeah. Huh? What? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Definitely rode a horse in the studio as like a, a trying to get some level of respect from the Irish people, is what I've heard. What? And in versions, he's fallen off. He's he's had a cowboy hat. He's had a cowboy outfit. But um, yeah, I don't know what he um. If that's real, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, they made um. Yeah, it's fucking... 
That's why it is. And I, but I could see it happening. I'm like, you know, I could see it in his head, the cogs turning and being like, ah, you know, oh Luthi boy's gonna <laughs> get these Luthi panties. Luthi boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, indeed. But um, they made um, they made the lamp for time. All dogs go to heaven and preceding the worst <laughs> films um, a troll in Central Park, uh, the penguin and the pebble, Rockadoodle, all wow. of here. We got a long history here. But also the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original one was made in, in Dublin as well. Really? So, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, a really weird kind of history. And from that we've kind of grown. I uh, don't know if you know the whole kind of secret of Kells and different things like that there with cartoons. Yeah, yeah. There's a real there's that a was lot. like the only Irish animation that I was aware of, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all I yeah, studio yeah, cartoon saloon. Cartoon saloon. Yeah, but we, there's a couple other things going on here as well. We've got a really good industry. But I'm just saying this because I from our like, educational experiences, it was always brought up, you know, this like, you know, quote unquote legacy of like you know, maybe twenty five mm-hmm. years. Like Ireland <laughs> I know like Ireland's got a really weird like all these other Central European countries and, and France and England have really long rich histories in animation. Ireland doesn't because of a, a weird Catholic ethno state that kind of happened for eighty years, and you know it was it was it was really weird. The the life of Brian and all these things were banned in Ireland until like two thousand and four. It was like uh, just all this kind of stuff. It was a weird kind of ultra Christian state, and yeah, for various reasons things kind of didn't really work out. But this legacy of the past twenty five years is constantly kind of referred to. It's like you know you're part of this legacy, and I was just wondering for let's say being out there in california is there a similar kind of people like you know you're part of the tradition you know of the of your continuing the work that old walter disney you know is is any of that kind of a thing or is it not so much uh, like i'm sure there is more in character animation but in Mm. mine and like experimental animation there's a lot more of like like i don't even know like honestly like we're so like it, it's so like because I was in the BFA program and they just like literally don't give a shit about the BFAs, so it's like they don't. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that we get like no attention basically. So it's like I don't even know really like there is like a history to experimental animation and stuff. There's like a like a long like like really like awesome like like lineage of like who went to experimental animation and stuff and who like um, and like people who like I've been informed by it and stuff but it's like there's like and like you know and like kind of like the whole branch of like the branches that go off on there mm. but like none of it's really talked about and then yeah. like I'm, I think in like character animation there's more of like a like a you know like a masturbatory thing where it's like you know like like until recently like John Lasseter oh boy or like, <laughs> like Brad yeah. Bird like oh look at all these like motherfuckers that we got under our belt like yeah. <laughs> I don't know like old think, Timmy Burtz yeah old Timmy Burtz as his friends like to call him yeah as his friends like to call him as Johnny Depp <laughs> constantly refers to him on set that's uh Jesus Christ yeah no that's yeah yeah, and then, yeah I think I was much more prone to like kind of buying into it before like before I was like 16 or like when I was 16 I was like kind of still into it and then like by the time I turned 17 I was like so over it already and I was like worried about like maybe seeing too much or has, has anyone kind of said to you like watch it you know you can't throw Bosch Hartman under the bus you know like has that stuff ever oh, there's like on? a huge culture of like blacklisting and stuff I okay. guess of like if you like talk to 
badly about someone maybe like they won't like you know they'll like spread your word around that you're difficult or something but like i don't know i just feel like if i'm nice to people for the most part and if i actually meet these people i'll be nice to them so i don't feel like like as long as they're like abstract ideas in my brain I'm, yeah, <laughs> i'll be mad i'll be like mean about them <laughs> like, yeah you know like i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah, like if I met Butch Hartman, I'd be like, "Oh, hi, how's it going, Butch? How are you?" <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know if you listen to the uh, Bancroft Brothers Animation podcast. I don't think I have. What yeah, is that? they're two like uh, former Disney animators, but they have a lot of guests okay. on. Kind of like, you know, Butch Hartman, Doug Tenable, uh Glenn Keane, and okay. like it's not just a, like, a religious kind of persuasion. This is your particular cup of tea, like that's grand. But there's there seems to be like nearly like a christian side of animation it's like the veggie tales the kind of <laughs> you're know, that kind of field that's kind of like, like there's yeah. another thing and this isn't to like if it works for him it works for him but like he was talking about how like they're they're asking him like you know for tips and advice and like they're like you know how do you what do you think of when you're holding the pen and he was just like christ i think of christ you know <laughs> <laughs> was like, well thanks glad let's see you know there's so much to go with you know like he was just like i like christ work through me and it's just like christ isn't working through me man i'm trying to i'm trying to make it work here but we're not like you know i just that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck yeah okay. no but i was just curious was that like more a mainstream regular thing you know what i mean like was that a big side and and animation school and different thing was there big groups of people that kind of be subscribed to that school more or you know of like christianity <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know it's kind of a vague question there's, asking, like, like... there's like five christians that i'm aware of and they're all like okay. nice people <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think like butch is the only one i'm critical of because he like turns it into like this weird like I don't know, like, just, like, based on that, like, Kickstarter he did, like, I'm just, you know, like, really, like, it reminds me a lot of, of what, like, my upbringing kind of was, you know, like, a lot of, like, <clears throat> let's go and, like, trick people into loving God, kind of, <laughs> like, you that, know. That, like, that, like, lately, that kind of, like, in the open, yeah. like, the word. <laughs> like, that's basically what he was talking about in his little Kickstarter, he was, like, like or like at least behind the scenes or whatever because all those videos of him yeah. talking at like a conference about what he's gonna do with it where he's like i'm gonna basically like 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 trojan horse christianity into like this like kids media that i'm producing and like <laughs> it's just great it's just crazy it's just like really fucked up i feel like it's like <laughs> i don't know he seems like he seems like he's like a nice person <laughs> <laughs> sure he's like very well intentioned <laughs> I want the next 20 minutes just to be a big turn of like you know listen I'm sure he's trying to the cruise like there's some there's some real good life drawn like being put into it like he's like you know there's a real line of action <laughs> a crucifix shaped line of action like it's, it's like, it's also so funny to like imagine like because he like talks about like how like all his work is like fueled by Christ or whatever, but it's like if you like watch like Fairly Odd Parents or something, and there's like an episode about like Cosmo like being pregnant or something. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like very like doesn't align with his little yeah. his little views. He loves to he loves to talk about. I would say. Yeah, but like the point thing is, Danny Phantom came back from the dead, and um, oh. or did he die? I don't know. 
Where, what's the lore there? Oh, right, yeah, where's where does Tough Puppy fall into this? I don't know what like verse of Genesis that was inspired by, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but that's <laughs> that's interesting. Um, I suppose maybe to switch things up a wee bit. Like, uh, is is there in terms of like um future projects and stuff like that? Not to be like getting to like what's next for Jody Phillips you know but like, you know like is there like you come off like a really big project and obviously that was a wee while ago with the the, the Essentia work but um yeah. do you find like when you finish something big like that as a you know I find personally at least when I'm doing bigger projects sometimes you develop that momentum and you just don't want to stop like even when you feel yourself maybe being a bit tired or whatever finishing a big thing you just want to keep it going and other times it's better to kind of take a break do you kind of have a, a philosophy or plan around that or do you just kind of go with the flow um <clears throat> there's like a lot of things i want to do right now mm-hmm. there's a lot of like i don't know like i think i just kind of like let the like i, I kind of run on like on just being excited about what i'm working on so yeah. if like i'm excited about it i'll probably want to work on it but, like right now i have nothing that i'm like super like my mind is thinking about constantly except like <clears throat> just working on like a series pitch for Rachel and her grandfather right now but that's like going very slow so and I'm not like sure like what it's what's actually going to happen with it so it's like <laughs> I'm like not really like blasting through it but like I like <laughs> it really just yeah it really just depends on like my energy level I guess and also if I have like the means to make it I think right. like right now I'm in like a weird transitionary like moving situation so it's like mm. hard to like Hat, like really do it right now as opposed to like when i was in school you know yeah i know i'm I'm just like fairly recently out of school as well and just just time has become such a a concept it's like oh, man like you know just even the idea of just like having spare time to work on things that the yeah. college provides it's just such a luxury from from then on out and most totally. of your career it's a that's why a if you're in school you should be w- making things all the time before make you it don't. pump it out yeah before you like don't have like the option to anymore like it's just like because like if you have to go like work on the next all dogs go to heaven or whatever (laughs) what's coming that's that's coming yeah what's what's that time time to go make your little experimental short (laughs) what's that uh, kickstarter don blue's been working on for the past 10 years dragon slayer (laughs) when that comes when the kickstarter pledges are fulfilled we'll get to all dogs Uh. three God. yeah i know i think that's and i don't know if that was your kind of experience but i found that i don't know if it's education systems in general but like when we got to college and, and university and stuff when it came to animation i nearly felt as if you were you were asking permission to do stuff you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it was kind of like you, you you wanted someone to say oh your project for this week is to make a film you know because you were nearly afraid yeah. to kind of oh i can just go and make it myself you know like it was yeah it was nearly i don't know it was yeah, that. you're like paying for the resources basically yeah that's yeah. really what i feel like animation school is for the most part like i feel like that's not really said by the by the people in charge but it's like mm-hmm. if you're paying if you're paying tuition to go to an animation school all that stuff is just at your disposal to do whatever you want with really if you do all your ins- assignments as well i guess but like really <laughs> like i don't know like essentia for instance like five minutes of that is, is like CalArts enabled, you know, and the rest of it is just me furiously trying to find ways to do it without like, without, you know, like 
any real support. Like, <clears throat> like, they really only helped, like, with not not really like anything. So it was like it's like mostly just sheer willpower, and then like using like loopholes in the system of the school to like <laughs> to like get my friends like credits for helping me work on it, you know, or like <laughs> or like you know, like just exploiting the school for all it's worth, basically. <laughs> is what, yeah. what that was. So would that be like the tip you would give Jory in first year, uh, yeah, starting yeah. college? Like that would be the main thing you pass on, like. Just like, don't give a shit about whatever <laughs> any of these people say. Just do everything. Yeah. yeah. Do everything you wanted to do and don't listen. Yeah. I, well, I mean, like, unless it like makes sense to listen to it, but it's just like I, I just remember wanting to do something very specific in my first year, and then like my teacher in my film workshop being extremely discouraging of it, and being discouraging of every idea that I was having, you know, and like. And like wanting me to like make it really polished and make it really look whatever. And like when I really just wanted to make something like longer and mm. like <clears throat> I wanted to make something longer that was like more contemplative and like about like processing stuff. And that's what I did with the other ones. But like <laughs> the first one kind of ended up having to like have like a structure or have, I don't know what, all of them have structure, but I guess it was like that one I feel like had to be more like like consumable i guess if that makes sense in a way that was like really like yeah limiting to what i wanted to do so i ended up just like continuing that like literally after that year i just started like doing whatever i wanted really yeah and i think that turned out better for me than than trying to follow a bunch of weird rules that don't make any sense where's the three acts where's the where, where are they like Mom, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't follow this unless you need to yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I I I can kind of relate with what you're saying too, and this isn't to put anyone down who really like their favorite film is Pulp Fiction and Gran Torino, but like it's it's like there was a few times where like I was taking advice from like a particular lecture about a film that I wanted to make, and he was just like you know he was talking through like he was like ah oh, man you ever see that Clint Eastwood film there really good and like the stuff I was like it was nothing to do with that and I was just like all right mate like you know this was like you know it's like he had like the joke we used to always make was that he had like a, a 1998 edition of like a hundred best films of all time you know and he was just like sticking through and stuff and it was just like well IMBD says that uh you know it just kind of there was no and that's not to put anyone down who genuinely yeah. genuinely enjoys that stuff but it's just kind of knowing that you're coming from a, a slightly different method of yeah. thought you know what I mean like or like if you want to like just make something out of like your intuition or something mm. or just what like it just, it just like it's it's weird to limit people who like i don't know like i found a lot in when i was in school like <clears throat> like i would find a lot more good advice from people who weren't even animators or like people who mm. like for what i wanted to do specifically like i would find a lot of help from people who were like more like critical writing people or like or like um I don't know, or like, or just like, really, like people who didn't tell stories even, like yeah. people who wanted to do like CGI or something, or like something that wasn't what I wanted to do. Like just listening to them and like their thoughts on what I was doing was a lot more helpful than a lot of my teachers were, because it was like, because like a lot of like, because a lot of I think what helped me personally with critique was like mostly like just hearing people's like base reactions rather than what they what the words they were thinking like whether or not like someone reacted to something or whether or not like 
someone understood like a lot of it was like i need to help with like clarity or something like have people like tell me something made sense or like mm. i don't know like i think it just like i think it, mileage varies i guess <laughs> i don't know yeah completely i was um i was just going to say on a slightly different point as well i was watching mm. It's it's someone that's like I, I've been really blown away by like watching your films that even with like the kind of minimalism of the backgrounds there's a world there you know what I mean like it's I, I remember watching I just had such a distinct film when I was even like younger I was about sixteen and I was watching um The Emperor's New Groove and <laughs> I just remember like watching so many shows I think Mulan as well has a wee bit of this but like just personally I think it but they they were showing all these wonderful extremely well composed you know coloured backgrounds but. It just felt so flat. I didn't feel like it was part of a yeah. world. You know, it's just like, this okay. isn't real. Yeah, the sense of space. I was literally watching you know. Wreck-It Ralph 2 last night, which was like a fucking terrible ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I was talking to my roommate about like how, like there's so much like effort going to every, like every single thing you're seeing, but it all just like, it feels so flat and stupid because you just don't <laughs> give a shit about anything that's happening because none of the characters yeah. make any sense. Yeah. And it's just boring. Like it just like there's like that like finale at the end where like where like Ralph is a big monster now and it's like they're like running and it's like why I like I just don't give a shit. They like put so much effort into everything in this and so much money and I'm just like it does, uh, 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 fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no completely. Again, it's a similar thing. It was seeing all these huge lavish backgrounds, so much effort, and I was just like, man, I I just don't yeah. care. And again, comparing it to some of your work where the background work and late and stuff can be minimal, but it's it's real like you know it's like i'm following these characters and i'm following this world and it's i think that's so important you know in a short yeah. uh, in, in any animated film to kind of get across at least for me personally that's something i, I really you. you know think is important if you're gonna go to the effort it's like i got on a bunch of baller i i did a wee scene on uh the dover boys reanimated and um <laughs> yeah. it was it was it was the bit there was i got snuck in like wreck it ralph 2 is just the emoji movie and like a wee corner <laughs> and um it, it, like it really like nine months later i've had like people messaging like so passionately it's just like it cannot be the emoji movie because it got a rotten tomato score of you know just like and it's, I don't know. it's like literally it's the emoji movie but like if you just put ralph and vanellope into it it's like literally yeah. the same like there's no difference like we like even like on technicalities like it's just like so many similarities like just in like the storytelling and just like it's like the only difference is that like they put like a little bit more craft into it and like had people who like know that know how to tell like actual jokes really <laughs> like there's like like there's actual like attempts at humor and Rafi Ralph I feel like but then like the emoji movie has like a bunch of like no one giving a shit but like I don't know <laughs> like I feel like with at least Rafi Ralph like there was like there was like moments where I felt like they gave a shit about something you know or like mm. just like or even when it comes down to just like preserving like character character stuff like with all the Disney princesses or something, just like effort put into into those like weird little segments of it where like there was like like they're at least trying to do something with the emoji movie. I was just like, there's nothing. There's just vacant. Everything is vacant. Nothing. 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 But like at the same time, it's also how Wreck-It Ralph was. It was just vacant because there's like it didn't feel like they were really constructing any like any real character moments or anything. It was just kind of like what makes sense to happen here or something i don't know how to explain that really but like <sighs> yeah <laughs> i keep going on these rants i'm sorry 
No, it's they're, like, they're, 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 I'm 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 very much here for them. It's it's wonderful just to hear that kind of <laughs> chain of thought. Like there's just so much emotion going on there in the best ways about Wreck It Ralph and the emoji. You know, that's that's the kind of conversations I want to hear more often. You know, rather than just like you know, did you know like read out MG facts that the, the this scene is a reference to you know like that kind of stuff. Like there was like this moment in Wreck It Ralph too where like they're walking down the fucking like stormtrooper hallway and then it's like yeah. sector a113 and it was like <laughs> you wanna you wanna like like what like like at this point who's who's like working in animation now who actually was because a113 isn't even animation room at, anymore at CalArts. it hasn't been like that for like years and years it's like for photography now and like and like like there's just no one no one in character animation goes to that room no one like at who's working on these movies is like is anywhere near this room and it's still like they're still like putting it everywhere as if it means anything and it's like <laughs> so stupid it's like it's like it like i can understand it for those guys who went who were there mm. in that room but like after a while it's like like we're just like so incestuous as a, as a fucking industry that it's like oh my god <laughs> it drives me crazy like the idea of like of that just makes me so infuriated i don't know <laughs> Just for one bit, one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the for the callback, you know, it's, it's, I don't even know that. Yeah, that was one of the big things that's always brought up with the Disney and Pixar stuff. It's like, did you know that A113? It's uh, that's where color its animation is. You know, it's just, so yeah. stupid. Yeah, it's it's so like a, stupid. <laughs> that's a that's a little tip of the hat to the animation heads in the crowd. That's uh, yeah. It's also like. Like A113 now, like also our, our college campus is like ugly as hell. It's like so bad. It's like like cinder block hallways like that just go on forever. And like this room is so like dingy and dirty, and like it like looks like shit when you pass by it. It's like so so like metaphoric or something. I don't know, <laughs> like, symbolic for something. I don't yeah. know. This like dirty ass room is supposed to like like be this like huge important deal. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, I suppose it's just last couple of wee topics to maybe cover. Um, okay. I was going to ask briefly, you had some experience um, teaching in different aspects and different, like, or helping out with teaching and stuff like that there. Like, is has yeah. that been, like, what, what, just, do you have any thoughts on that kind of experience? Like, did you find it, like, is that important to you to kind of keep going? Do you think that, like, that's just different generations of kind of animation people, even closely kind of related, keeping in touch, kind of getting, I'm, I'm making a word so, soup here, but. Yeah, like I, I taught um, at a summer program last summer, and it was like, I really, I really enjoyed it a lot. I really like feel like, um, like it's a, it, I think especially working with high school kids mm. um, who want to go into animation is really good because it's like, as I as I kept talking about earlier, like that, like my high school experience is really formative for me and how I. And what I'm doing now, um, and I think like the I feel like the main thing that should be happening in animation education is more. It should be a lot more about helping people gain like intuition about stuff and like gain internal senses of like what they find appealing and what they find personally find like interesting about it. You know about about like filmmaking and everything, because like which is what I was trying to do a lot with, with that job, I think. Cause like there, there's a lot of like, at this point where we are 
in like animation, at least like in America right now, like it's a lot of it's a lot of just soulless, like really soulless, like mediocre like stuff that like feels really churned out and like there's no mm-hmm. soul behind it at this point. And like just I and it's not even about like the the like the the skill behind it. I'm not like talking about like Richard Williams or like what like you know, like, I'm not talking I'm not like you know, like I hate all those, all those things. It just feels like a lot of it feels like there's no like care going into how the how anything works or how anything like how how these like how the the these oh god I'm so I'm so I'm like I'm tired I'm a little tired so it's like yeah, yeah. I'm sure like that at least like makes a little bit of sense but like I just feel like with education for animation I feel like a lot of it needs to be more about trying to foster creativity and foster mm. like people's sense of of creating you know because i feel yeah. like no one's getting into animation like ever, the reason why i feel like everyone gets into animation is like because they like something resonates with them you know something mm. they watch that's animated resonates with them like for me it was like probably like gravity falls or something or like yeah. um adventure time or whatever like these things mm. while like i guess on an outward perspective seem kind of like childish or something there is like a very like emotional core to them or whatever or like whenever like like or like with disney movies for instance like people are like having an emotional response to yeah. these things people are feeling something that's the reason why people want to do it is because they like yeah. they feel something when they walk i just feel like i don't know why there isn't an emphasis on that more in animation education and like trying to find how to express yourself more you know like how to express inner feeling and mm-hmm. intuition and stuff like that because i just it just feels very much like it's about trying to replicate formulas and repl- replicate like what's worked in the past and stuff and i feel like not so much in trying to help people do what they got into animation to do if that makes sense yeah i don't know like i feel like people end up like they end up going and doing like prop design or whatever or like you know like that kind of thing but i don't feel like that was why they like they weren't i don't feel like people get into animation to go into prop design you know it just kind of yeah. like ends up being that way i don't know i just feel like i wish there was more training in like being a self-sufficient artist i yeah. guess you yeah. know like and that's something that i just think about a lot also like just like how if I hadn't had the teachers that I had in high school, for instance, in that high school program that I went to, it was like, I definitely would not be doing what I'm doing now at all. I'd be doing some bullshit probably where like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know, like I, cause like I had teachers who were very much like caring about my, per, like what I wanted to say and how I was going to say it. And like, and like the, and helping me find a medium that like helped me, that was like what I wanted to do, you know, like, so I don't know. It's it just like, I don't, I get really sad about, about that. Also, I get sad about like mm-hmm. the current state of like how people, how, 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 how animation is taught. And then also like the, like, I just feel like all the teachers that I know of, at least like in, 
in my program and like in character animation, I feel like the majority of them don't care about what they're doing and are doing it as like a side prop, as like a side hustle thing or something. Because mm. like animation is like hard, hard to make a living and also, but like, <laughs> you know, like it's like I just feel like I wish there was more teachers who were emotionally like able to able to like help people emotionally because i feel like that's something that's really important to like making films also which like cal arts for instance like the whole point is to make like four films you know or whatever and i feel like there should be more of a like focus on trying to help continue like uh, yeah i, I just <laughs> like i don't know that's that's kind of a rambly yeah. Answer. I but I, I still I understand what you're saying. Um, just me <laughs> to address that point a wee bit too. I was going to say like, yeah, like working over here in different aspects, more like European animation industry. Like most of the shows that are made are made for America or for other markets, mm. and so like the setting is deeply vague American suburbia. You know, like it's kind of like this yeah. place that doesn't exist. And it's like over here, there's so much complaining about it, just being like you know, oh this crap. But like, I can imagine being an American, it's deeply frustrating because it's just as yeah. kind of vague and distant and non-applicable like to your situation like yeah exactly like yeah, yeah. every everything is very stagnant right now as far as like <laughs> as far as yeah. like just ev everything i don't know i just i feel like we're like a lot of people in animation right now are just trying to like reference anime as much as possible or something like i just you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, if I see another Sailor Moon transformation like yeah. the TV show, I'm gonna lose it. Like, I just uh, <laughs> like, there's no, it's like, an amazing transformation, but there's been yeah. like every series there has to. If there's transformation, there's no other way to think about it. it has to be a Sailor yeah, Moon like reference. Sailor Moon, like, like rules, but it's like, it's like why, why do we need to reference it in every single show like, constantly? <laughs> like, it like yeah. makes it just makes it, it like, it makes the like the impact of the original show feel stupid or something because it's like. Because, like, the only thing people took away is, like, how, like, cool it was. I don't know. Like, I'm just... I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. all these, like, Evangelion references all the time. Like, I'm just, just... Like, what about, like, making something that just stands on its own that can be, like... <laughs> that can, like... You know? Like, that, that like, that like is the thing that people want to, like, reference later. Like, I, like, why don't we... Why aren't we trying to make imagery that will, like... Yeah. That will influence people later, like, how that... You know? Like, I just... I don't yeah. understand that, like, <laughs> that... Like yeah. motive working or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but listen, thank you very much for, for taking time out to, to give us your thoughts and opinions. Oh, of course. Stuff. Congratulations again on the film. And uh, we like to end the podcast with a section called Whistle While You Work. And uh, we basically recommend a podcast or an album or both together that you've been listening to recently that's like helped you got through the, the workload okay. you've been doing. Okay. Oh is this on the spot? I, I can go first and then... Uh, okay, yeah, let me think. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, definitely I suppose we were talking about it, but that Heaven's Gate podcast that's out there, um, it's it's a really interesting listen. I've also been listening to um, $4 Pod, y'all, which is a chronology of the history of Limp Biscuit and how Fred Durst <laughs> is, a, is a terrible human being. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's worth a listen to. And... Um, yeah, on the on the music side of things, the new Parquet Courts album, Wide Awake, I've been listening to. So it's it's pretty good if you need some punk inspired, politically charged music in your life. It's also got a groovy bass line. So yeah, that's that's my end of things. I like. I'll just say things I like because I don't have anything that yeah. like <laughs> I, that I've been into recently. 
Um, I think I mentioned earlier by Bredislav Poyar. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, but made a film called To See or Not to See, which is like cutouts and stuff. That's really crazy and it's really good and I love it. Um, Amy Lockhart also, as I mentioned before, her work is incredible. Um, let's see, let's see. Um, I'm really into the band AJJ. Yeah. But yeah, I love that band a lot. Um, God, I don't listen to many podcasts. I like have one with my friends that's really stupid called We Talk About Our Cartoon Boyfriends, the podcast. Um, so if you want to listen to that, it's really it's <laughs> we'll really it disjointed and, and horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and really, like, you really have to, like, like be able to, like, to, like, to be able to sit through chaos if you want to listen to it. It's just... <laughs> It's, it's like it's a lot but are there, are there both Hartman references yeah I talk about how I hate him probably a lot good stuff Listen. Um, I think I'm really into this this like series this person who is famous for making like warrior cats AMVs she made I think they, they made this like this series called when they were in middle school, they made a series called Angelicate Avenue. Uh, and parts one, two, and three are on YouTube. And I really recommend <laughs> looking at that because <laughs> it's really incredible. Um, I'm just trying to think like one more thing. I'm really into, uh, hmm, really into Muppet stuff lately, I guess. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> just the Muppets as a whole. That's, that's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Hansen. Thumbs yeah. up. Oh yeah, yeah that doc no the documentary that Defunct Land put out. That's really good. They made a they're making it they made like a like four part documentary of Jim Henson's career. And that's a really it's a really cool YouTube <laughs> thing. So watch that. Yeah, Jeannie Mackers. Okay, well listen, Johnny Phillips, thank you for taking the time out to join us on the show. And um please check out those recommendations. All the best yes. folks. you